Welcome to the uh, Fed by Ravens Media Network. This is the Moving Forward with Young Voices program, and I've got to tell you, it's a, a great lineup today. Very exciting. We're going to cover a lot. We're actually uh, uh, going to have every guest comment on the election, their thoughts, uh, what's going to happen. And, and I'll tell you this, if, if you flip a coin in the air, that's about where we are right now with the predictions and just the experts and uh, I've spent the last, I guess, about week here in uh, Pennsylvania, and, and I have to tell you, I live in a swing county, uh, has voted for Bill Clinton twice, has voted for uh, Barack Obama twice. Um, the only thing I see is a wave of uh, Donald Trump memorabilia um, from flags to uh, lawn signs to these – I don't even know where they get them – these just massive uh, barn-sized uh, 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 it's like a wall almost that they just put up in their yard. Um, and you gotta, you gotta strain to find a Biden sign. Um, but let's, uh, let's dive right into this because elections have consequences. Uh, and I think a lot of this election is about how, uh, uh, the progressive left is, is basically hiding, uh, their policies and what they want to do. Should they uh, get elected? We have Brad Palumbo on with us uh, as part of the Moving Forward with Young Voices. And Brad, I've got to tell you, uh, we really haven't spent a lot of time looking at uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Their position seems to be we're not Trump, uh, therefore vote for us. But once you start to dig into what they really want to do in terms of economic policy, it, it gets kind of scary, doesn't it? Yeah, it most certainly does. And that's been one of the most kind of interesting, but also alarming things about this campaign is that from the get go, Kamala Harris and, and Joe Biden have been able to run as the anti-Trump. And part of that's because of President Trump's personality and, and because of where we're at and where we've been the last few years. But basically, their actual policy radar has, flo has flown under the radar, their agenda. And it is far to the left. I have to tell you, just comparing them to 2016, for example, Kamala Harris, when she ran in the primary, she supported more than 20 times as much new government spending as Hillary Clinton proposed in 2016. So that statistic alone shows you the Democratic Party has really shifted quite far to the left on matters of policy uh, for this time around. But no one's really factoring that in because it's just about Trump, Trump, Trump. Well, you know, it's interesting because you wrote an article for the uh, National Review and you broke it down. You went a step further. Most people say, let's look at this particular plan, whether it's the Green New Deal or uh, the uh, Biden wanting to uh, destroy the uh, Trump tax cut. You actually took it a step further and said, let's look at the economic philosophy of Kamala Harris. And I thought that was a really interesting take because a lot of times we get bogged down in the numbers and the weeds. You basically took the the 20,000 foot view and said, you know what, if we look at what she believes in, it'll tell us everything we need to know. Tell us what you found out when you did that deep dive into Kamala Harris and her economic philosophy. Well, Kamala Harris will, will say, if she was asked recently if she'll bring a socialist perspective to a Biden administration, and she laughed with, you know, that fake cringy laugh that she always does as if it was a ridiculous question. But like, like, I, like I wrote in this National Review column, that's really not a ridiculous question because she has a very far-to-the-left agenda that she ran on, and she has a very far-to-the-left 
um, agenda record from her time in the Senate. You know, she's actually, according to the nonpartisan govtrack.us, has a further to the left voting record than Senator Bernie Sanders. Kamala Harris thinks that the solution to every problem in America is just throwing more government money and control at the problem. She's not obviously, you know, a full out Marxist in her rhetoric. She says things like, oh, I'm not a socialist and all this. But ultimately, I mean, how much of a capitalist or moderate or centrist can you be when you're supporting $40 trillion in total new spending, when you support the Green New Deal at up to $600,000 in cost per U.S. household? So she is, she's really, she's shown time and time again that she views the government uh, and government power and influence as paramount in the economy. Hey, Brad, the uh, Kamala Harris came out with a video, like a, I think it was a cartoon video. Have you had the chance to see that? Oh, yeah, that was quite alarming. Can you, it, it, there was so much happening on Twitter. And, you know, Twitter is like the wild west of digital media. There's just so much going on. It's, uh, Tell me what that cartoon was and, and why was it so alarming? Because it seems like uh, there was a lot being said in a, uh, a very short cartoon that raised a lot of concern. Well, it was this old cartoon and image of uh, different people of various heights standing uh, at a fence trying to watch a baseball game, but they're blocked off. And then the way she describes and narrates during the video is that equality isn't good. We need equity. So we shouldn't be treating people all the same, but we should be treating them differently so they all get to the same place, which is basically endorsing. In America, we've always believed in equality of opportunity, right? But she said that we must have, in this video, she said we must have equality of outcome. Frankly, you know, that is just a full socialist worldview. That is a Marxist worldview that anything other than equal outcomes is an injustice. So she's just not hiding the ball. I mean, this wasn't something unearthed from years ago. This was something she packaged and produced and knowingly published because she thought it was good for her the day before the election. So, I mean, she's not really hiding the fact that she views the future of America as a collectivist one rooted in government. So what was her solution to the uh, different heights? Did she just chop everybody's legs off? I mean, because that's typically the socialist answer, right? Like, let's go to the lowest common denominator so everybody's miserable equally. What was the solution to this uh, dilemma that the free markets couldn't solve in her video? Well, the solution in her video was to, for, to give all the different people different sized stools so that they could all see. Uh, but I think the, the real question is, <laughs> if we want to stick with this metaphor, take down the fence. The fence is, in my view, most often government regulations and barriers to economic opportunity and success for people. You know, people are trapped in failing government schools. Occupational licensing laws make it illegal for them to go, to, to go and work and earn a living. Anti-gig economy laws make it illegal to drive for Uber, have other flexible options. Big payroll taxes decrease jobs. Corporate taxes are taken out and reduce hiring. I mean, there's all these ways that government uh, gets in the way of, of people's opportunity. And that's what, how I think a, a more productive approach would to be look at this. But she decided to just take the Marxist view. Brad, let me ask you this. One of the things I love about uh, moving forward with Young Voices is that you know, you're part of the generation that my generation looks at and says, thanks for screwing everything up. 
I mean, there was a time when you couldn't talk about equality of outcome without scaring people. All of a sudden, it's uh, – and maybe this is just – and one of the reasons I, I, I really like this segment is that you have a chance to address that narrative that it's the millennials who are the socialists. It's the millennials who want to uh, reject capitalism and free markets. So from your perspective and the perspective of your colleagues, your peers – why aren't more millennials afraid of speak like this? What's happening at your level where it seems to be embraced? Well, you know, that's, that's a big, big question. But a few things are happening. Uh, one, I think, is our higher education system skews far to the left and creates echo chambers where people aren't exposed to different ideas. Uh, and the other thing is that I think the right, broadly speaking, whether it's Republicans or President Trump, has conducted and framed itself in a way that is off-putting to young people. President Trump in particular with his rhetoric about minorities and women, and he's just turned a lot of young people off to pro-capitalism messages they might have otherwise been open to. And so rightly or wrongly, young people feel cornered into uh, just naturally siding with the left, and then it becomes a self-fulfilling spiral from there. So I think the solution is, is twofold, and one is bringing our views to more young people, bringing these counter arguments, and the other one is meeting them where they're at and making sure we're framing our messaging in a way that will resonate with them and speaking about the issues from healthcare to higher ed that they care about, rather than kind of focusing on where the older Republican traditional base is at, which is just what has been the status quo. Brad, what is the uh, name of your article? I know it's in National Review. What is the uh, name if people want to uh, search it up? Kamala Harris's Economic Philosophy is No Laughing Matter in National Review. Okay, Brad, we have about 30 seconds left. Uh, tell me, uh, make your prediction for today. What's going to happen with the election? The sun will rise tomorrow. And I learned, I learned a, a long time ago uh, to not make political predictions uh, and so I take no prediction of any kind about what's going to happen other than that no matter what happens, we'll all be okay. So, Brian, it sounded like what Brad said was uh, one for Trump. That's what America heard. No, Brad, I very smart, very astute. Thanks for joining us. You're listening to the uh, Moving Forward with Young Voices right here on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. Stay tuned. We'll be back right after this break. 